Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Voice of Wealth interviews. My name is Charles de Capoisson. Joining us today is Ed Shing, Global Chief Investment Officer at BNP Paribas Wealth Management. Hello, Hello there, Charlotte. Today we're going to talk about small and mid caps. So my first question to you is, after a very strong month of November for stock markets, are you not tempted to take profits? Well, that's always a very good question, Charlotte. I mean, let's face it, the month of November saw the MSCI World Index, so sort of global stocks, up nearly 13%, which actually was the biggest monthly rise we've seen in 40 years of history of this index. So it's, it was really a remarkable rise for, for stocks. And so you always have the temptation to say, well, surely that cannot be repeated. Maybe we should take some money off the table and take our profits. Of course, that is the temptation. But interestingly, when I looked at the history of um, the sort of what happens after such big rises in stock markets, um, and I've looked over the last 40 years, and I've looked at rises in a month of at least 8% or more. So in those cases where there were, in fact, I found 19 instances of that, um, in 15 out of the 19 instances, stock markets went on to record bigger gains in the months ahead. And to be precise, the average gain in the sixth month following a big monthly rise was on average plus 13% in global stocks. So in fact, while yes, you would be tempted to take profits after a strong rise, history tells us that on average, you're better staying invested because further gains may well lie ahead over the, at least the next six months. Wow, that's good news. And what factors make you optimistic about the 2021 outlook for the world economy and for financial markets? Well, obviously, if you look today, Charlotte, it's a bit grim, isn't it? Because we still have the, the coronavirus um, in Europe and in the US, which is a substantial factor. We still have a number of lockdowns to varying degrees in countries, which obviously, to some degree, hurts economic, um, economic growth. Um, so it doesn't look so great. However, However, looking into 2021, we are seeing, obviously, the vaccination programs for coronavirus being rolled out in the US and Europe, firstly. Uh, secondly, we do expect a strong economic rebound on the back of a combination of factors. Firstly, return to work, progressive return to work, number one, as we hopefully mm -hmm. get this virus under control through herd immunity and these vaccination programs. But also, let's not forget that central banks are still doing whatever they can to stimulate the economy and to get growth going. And on top of that, we also have governments doing their bit, spending money uh, to try to, again, regenerate growth at a time when the economy has been under pressure from these lockdowns. So there are a number of measures which suggest to us that, in fact, economic growth next year in 2021 will be really quite strong. And that gives us some optimism for the outlook, for instance, for the stock markets. Mm, okay, well, that's good news. Ed, which sectors do you prefer at the moment to play the economic recovery? Well, clearly, if you look at what's happening in the economy at the moment, the recovery, such as it is, is being led much more by manufacturing. And so one would say the cyclical manufacturing sector is an area that should benefit from this uh, continued rebound in the global economy. But in particular, the area I like right now, particularly in the U.S., and in Europe are the region of mid 
and small cap companies. So not the biggest companies, but the middle size and the smaller size companies. And for one, well, for a couple of good reasons. Firstly, that these companies tend to be more exposed to the to sort of the domestic economies. So at a time when these domestic economies are expected to rebound sharply into 2021, this segment of the stock market should actually perform better because they have higher sensitivity to this economic rebound. Secondly, what we notice over the long term, let's say over the last 20 years, is that small and mid-cap stocks as segments have substantially outperformed the large caps in the US and in the European markets. Now, by around 4 to 5% a year on average over the long term, so by quite a lot, in fact. So what we see in the US over the last 18 months has been substantial outperformance by large caps, by the S&P 500 and by the largest tech companies. But this is unusual. It's very unusual for these large caps to outperform small caps to such an extent for such a long period of time. However, since July of this year, we've seen that turn around. And actually, even in the US, we've seen smaller mid caps leading large caps uh, over the last few months. And we expect that to continue going yeah. to 2021. And in fact, that's already been true for quite a while in Europe. And again, we expect smaller mid caps also in Europe to continue to lead into next year. Okay, so as you say, smaller mid-cap stocks have started to outperform in the US and Europe. And do you see this trend continuing, though, Ed? Well, again, it's, it, it very much depends on how you see the progression of the economic recovery next year. Now, we are optimistic about that. We see, for instance, economic growth rates in real terms of somewhere between 5 and 6% for the world economy next year. So that's pretty robust growth and after what has been pretty difficult 2020. So on the back of that, I don't see any reason why small and mid-cap stocks can't see a substantial continued recovery in performance um, into next year. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty optimistic for this segment of the market because generally, as I said, structurally in the long term, this segment of the market outperforms. So it does better. The starting point is, is relatively low the segment of the market right now, particularly in the US. And so I think there are good prospects to see continued outperformance into next year, as long as the economic recovery continues. And I think an additional element to that is, and, and an interesting point here, is the concept of pent-up consumer demand. Because again, during lockdowns, a lot of households, a lot of people have not been able to spend as they normally would. They haven't been able to go on holiday. They haven't been able to go to normal shops and buy clothes and whatever because they've simply not, the shops have been shut by law. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. as a result, people have saved a lot of money they normally wouldn't save. So the suspicion mm -hmm. is once we see a reopening, a gradual reopening of the economies and a reopening of the shops, I think we will see households spending more money than usual because some of this pent-up saving will be spent and that will lead to a, a one-off boost to the economies, um, particularly you know, the consumption-based economies in the US and Europe um, and sort of first half of next year, potentially. Okay, Ed Sheng, thank you very much for joining us today. Good thank bye -bye. you, Charlotte.